open your Bibles, please, would you, and turn to pay, uh, turn to First uh, Peter chapter number five. First Peter chapter number five. First Peter chapter number five. We'll read one verse here. First Peter chapter number five. Look at verse number 8, please. Would you stand with me as we read the Bible together, as is our custom here at the Anchor Baptist Church. Thank you so much for your testimonies. Thank you, Brother Monsigno, who's over there already with the Spanish-speaking people and uh, his effort and work over there. There's always something you can do. There's always somebody you can help. And that's what you have to do. First Peter chapter number 5 and verse number 8. Be sober, be vigilant. Because, here's the reason why you need to do those two things, your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Go to 1 Thessalonians, please. 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians. Chapter number 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5. So pleased that you decided to come here tonight. Thank you so much. First Thessalonians chapter number 5, starting at verse number 1. You follow along, would you please? But of the times and... Uh, yes. But of the times and seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say, Peace and safety... Then sudden destruction shall come, cometh upon, shall cometh, then sudden destruction, I'm sorry, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. Verse 4, but ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all the children of light, the children of the day. We are not of the night, nor darkness. Verse 6. Therefore, because of all that we just read, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. Let's pray. Father, thank you for tonight what we've already felt and heard and seen. and the, the, Now we understand possibly a little better what it's meant to be in a church service. In a church service. Not just watch a church service, but actually be in a church service. And I thank you, dear Lord, for the folks that are here, how the testimonies. Thank you so much for Brother Usher and for the rest of the folks who gave their testimony. Lord, it does our heart good to talk good about you in the open. And so I pray you'll bless tonight. Thank you for the dear folks. Thank you for this time. Please bless those that are watching, those who cannot be here. I wish they could be, but we are here. We ask for your presence tonight, and we thank you for it all. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated.
Just look for me in heaven, and we'll talk the ages through. But if at first you fail to see me, let me tell you where I'll be. I'll be thanking Christ, my Savior, for saving a wretch like me. streets of gold. Don't look by the walls of Jasper, nor among the many sights untold. For I've been longing and I've been waiting is holy one to me and there I'll be through the countless ages look for me at Jesus If you should reach that city sometime before I do, perhaps you'd like to greet me when my race down here is through just wait for I'll soon be coming across life's ebbing sea and I'll tell you now my brother streets of gold. Don't look by the walls of Jasper, nor among the many sights on 
church there is no place brother Usher, like this place that's a fact first Thessalonians chapter number five first Thessalonians chapter number five first Thessalonians chapter number five look at verse number six therefore let us not sleep as do others but let us watch and be sober I'll read you about an incident that took place Back in World War II. During World War II, the French lived in deathly fear of being overcome and being invaded by the Germans. Previous war, World War had followed, they had followed the same practical defensive strategies uh, to, to save their country as they have always done. Many of the policy makers of the new era were still locked into that mindset. One of these was a minister by the Andre Magano, I believe. Is that what he said? Do you know? Okay, there we go. Now, so a decision was made to build this massive wall of defense. For a period of four years, 280, now you have to understand how long ago this was, $280 million was invested on an 87-mile wall between them and Germany. It included anti-tank prevention, all kinds of things, obstacles, barbed wire, reinforced barricades, pillboxes, a deep anti-tank ditch. If perchance the enemy was able to get through all of that and pass that, they had a system of subterranean, uh, all kinds of people could live in there. They had thousands of soldiers. Some of those uh, places where they lived went seven stories down so that they could get there on time. Behind all of that was this 10-foot steel reinforced concrete to stop whatever was coming that way. If they got by that, there were grenade throwers, 135 millimeter machine guns waiting for them and thousands and thousands of troops to stop them from coming to them. 
their security was heightened by the knowledge that the impenetrable Agano Forest bordered that line also. There was only one way to attack France. It was through that line. They knew that. They set it up that way. Listen to me carefully. They, they set it up that way. Knowing that no power on earth could breach all of that, they felt very secure behind that. Too safe, in fact. They allowed themselves to be lured into a lapse of apathy, taking it easy. It's going to be okay. We've got it all figured out. The Germans hatched a very bold plan at this time. They knew they couldn't come directly at them. So what they decided to do, they actually went on the radio, and at the same time, a guy by the name of Goring, I believe, made a radio broadcast asserting that the German army was willing to sacrifice 500,000 men and all of their air power, 80%, if they had to. The French picked up on that, and they said, well, that's the way it's going to be. So they moved another 20,000 troops up a little closer, and as, as the assault, military resistance began to affect uh, Hitler's path. The army swept around. Hitler went around, made them think they were coming this way, at the same time went around, and they never expected the Germans to come from a different direction. The French defeated and occupied by the victorious Christian military. When it comes to the warfare being waged against Christians, many have taken the position that they have in their spiritual warfare. What do I mean? They believe that Satan is bound to attack only one way in their life. And because their defense is so good in that one area, they lapse into apathy and become easy prey to his devices. Our enemy is not dead. Our enemy is not in hell. First Peter chapter 5, verse number 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, for your adversary the devil walketh about. He's not dead. He's not off in some far country somewhere. He is walking about seeking whom he may devour. But the Bible said, Let us watch. Let us watch. The Lord has not come back yet. We are not setting up the kingdom. There is not peace on this earth. All is not peaceful. The devil is not cast out. Our flesh has not been eradicated. Christ is not the ruler of this world right now. And not until the end of, near the end of Revelation does he even come back and set up his kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in a battle. We are in a battle. And the Bible said, watch therefore. Let us watch. Oh, he won't, he won't, he won't get to you. Listen, oh, Christian, we're being lulled into an apathetic attitude. Oh, no, that doesn't bother me, that doesn't bother me, that doesn't bother me, that doesn't bother me. As though you've got this great wall set up and nothing will ever get to you. I'm talking to old and young alike. I'm talking to old people. You listen to me very carefully here. You, you tend to believe, you, do you presume that those that have been attacked and taken captive by the enemy were somehow less Christian than we are. That those that were captured by the world somehow didn't love the Lord like maybe we love the Lord. Is that what we think? Are we so secure 
in what we think and believe that the devil might as well just go somewhere else because he is not getting in to here. The Bible said, take heed. He that thinketh he standeth, take heed lest he fall. Now, when I preach like this, I'm sorry, I get this attitude that there are some that you just think this is you. Nothing ever bothers you. Really, you must be that type of human being that's dead. He's looking for you because you don't think he can. He's looking for you. You see what happened? That child of yours will never rebel. You're sure about that. Your marriage is too solid for the devil even to tempt you there. Is that right? Is that what you're thinking? Our church has gone through so much, the devil can't get in here anymore. Is that what we tend to believe sometimes? Bible said, let us not sleep as others do. Is our unity impenetrable? Is that what it is? Right now, isn't it nice to be in a church where there's unity? Where we prefer one another? Isn't that nice? Do you think that makes us impenetrable? Do you think that that wall is so high and so thick and our defense is so good that that could never happen again? Are we so holy? Temptations are no longer a temptation. Is that what we tend to believe? Think about the French that I just told you about. Oh, the Germans will come this way. That's what they have to do. And the Germans said, let's make them think that. But we're really going to go around. By the way, that's nothing new. We find out there was a fight in the Bible. Same thing happened there with King David and some of his people. You have to understand here, do we think our church is so solid it would be futile for anybody to come in here and try to tear this place up? Should we no longer worry about false doctrines trying to find its way in our church? Do we no longer have to post a watch and keep an eye on things in our families and in our churches? But let us watch for kingdom doctrine. There is no such thing as setting up the kingdom right now. And it keeps trying to find its way into our church. This is why I do not allow people to pass out literature and talk about other ministries when I, unless they come and get okay with me. And you listen to me carefully. This is what I've had people walk in this church with a whole armload full of bulletins and stuff and just start handing them out to people. I said, what are you doing? Oh, this is good stuff. You didn't ask. You're not doing it. And then they get offended because I won't allow them. Now, you listen very, there is no kingdom doctrine. No Calvin. Should we worry about Calvinistic predestination if you don't even know what that is? It's sweeping through Baptists again right now. You know why? Because that way you don't have to run buses. You don't have to go soul winning. You don't have to, you don't have to be evangelistic at all because everything's predestinated. Not Bible. One Bible is the same as another. You know, most churches have given in to that. And every time you say King James only, I get the feeling even in here, it's like, oh, come on, preacher, we still going to do that? Look, uh, I always said I wasn't going to say that anymore, so I'm not going to. Praise and worship. We just had praise and worship here tonight. Do you understand what I just said? Look, just because your hips and feet want to move doesn't mean it's of God because it, it's a blah, 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 God. That doesn't mean it. It's supposed to move your heart, not your hips. 
You understand? That's what good music does. That's what real worship does. Real worship brings us before God himself. Do we believe partial work salvation? All preacher, you got to be saved, but then you got to really live right. You have to really live right to be a good Christian. You can live in the middle of, of Egypt and be saved there, and then God said you need to get out of there. So there's no such thing as work salvation. Board run church. See, this church doesn't even know what that is. You don't even know what that is, do you? You know why? We never had it here. Not somebody down in Tennessee or Texas is going to tell us what we need to preach on Sunday morning, Sunday night. They're not going to tell me it's time for me to move to another church because I've had my 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 time here and it's time for to move me someplace else. Like Catholics do and Lutherans do and the Methodists do and, and people like it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen here. It doesn't mean it doesn't want to happen here. This is what happens when you get people from other denominations. You keep reverting back to the last church you were at and saying, you know what we did? If it was that great, why didn't you stay there? So now, now, oh, go build your own church. Now, that will never happen here, really. It's tried to happen over and over again. Now's the time you want to do your personal Bible study, okay? That's when you just look down and ignore everything else I'm trying to say right now. Really, it will never happen here. Our church is too strong in those areas. Let's pay attention to other things because those will never come up again. What do you think happened to Canton Baptist Temple? Canton Baptist Temple used to be one of the largest Baptist churches in Ohio. I mean running thousands, three to 5,000 if I'm not mistaken. Brother Yoder, who used to come here, now he's on the mission field. But I'll tell you something right now. I went up there to visit gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous building, all kinds of property, all kinds of buildings, handful of people go there. Actually, I think it's turned charismatic and praise and worship. He took me up there one day. They were getting rid of all their old music for free. What do you think happened to that church? What do you think happened there at that church? What do you think happened to Landmark Baptist Church down in Cincinnati, Ohio? What do you think happened? They just didn't care anymore? Oh, you mean like us? By the way, they've been on the way a lot longer than we have so far. What do you think happened to those kinds of people? How about Moody Church in Chicago? You say it's still standing. It's not like it used to be, not at all. It is not fundamental anymore. It doesn't do what it used to do anymore. They still have the We think because the building's still there, the church is still there. A building is not a church. A people is a church. And if people are not saved and baptized and come out from among the world and assemble together, it's not a church. It's just an assembly. What do you think happened to Forest Hills Baptist Church down in Atlanta? At one time, one of the largest Baptist churches in America. Nobody talks about it anymore. What do you think happened? Well, those people don't care about the Lord. They love God. They're winning souls, running buses, just like we do. Man, did God bless, and the thing really began to bloom. What happened? How about Memorial Baptist Church right around the corner? I still remember when Mrs. Datum came here and all the, the Bettys came way back in the day. Uh, and they came here, and I said, where are you coming from? She said, Memorial Baptist Church. There were Memorial Baptist Church in Chicago. And uh, I said, excuse me, I said, what happened? She said, well, we were there when they built the building. We were there when they bought the land. We were there when they ran buses. We were there when they went soul winning. We were there when they used King James Bible. And then the old preacher left. And the new guy showed up. And the new guy 
a little at a time, just kept changing things that people today do. So one day it got to bothering Mrs. Datum and, and some of these other ladies that were there, and they thought, which they should have done, let's go talk to the preacher and ask him what's going on. And the preacher, according to her, said, ladies, look at me. We're heading in this direction, and I suggest if you can't go along with it, you find someplace else to go. He's the new guy. They helped build the place. May I remind you also, fundamentalists build churches. Liberals take them over. You know why? They don't know how to build anything. They know how to undermine and take over. I'm just trying to warn you. Are we foolish enough to believe that it cannot happen to the Anchor Baptist Church? When he says to watch, do you know what that means? That means vigilant in keeping or protecting against danger. So when I walk around all the time and I see your kid, hey, what are you doing over there? Get over here. Hey, ma'am, you shouldn't be over there. Come on over here. You were out in the parking lot by the I don't do that. I watch cameras like a hawk around here. We got them everywhere. But except in the bathroom. Uh, that's illegal. You know, I'll do that. Why, why do we go to all this expense? By the way, our church, you never paid for anything. A lot of the things that you see going, you said, how, how can we do this and how can we do that? We're not making budget hardly at all. Other people. Other people who say it's necessary. It's a right thing to do. You have to understand here, watch means to be placed where a guard is kept. It's a watchman. He's on the wall. He's watching. What's he watch for? Danger. Things headed this way that we can't let in. That's my job. That's not your job. Your job is to go like this. Preacher, did you know so-and-so is doing this? Uh, no, I'll take care of it. Look, look, look at me. Look at me. Look at me and listen to me. You cannot do and advertise whatever you choose to do. Imagine, instead of it's just you, preach, I didn't mean anything. Didn't think you meant anything, but it's wrong. If everybody did that, could you imagine what a mess your church would be in? And what's wrong with just running it by the preacher and saying, hey, what do you think about this, preacher? Are you listening to me? Is everybody listening to me? Are you listening to me? There's a lot of things that aren't wrong until you didn't ask. Why wouldn't you ask? fundamentals, you're going, he's talking about somebody. I'm trying to teach you a principle and a truth concerning local churches. If we do not watch, we will be lulled into a false sense of security. It will not happen to us, and then the attack comes, and down we go. Folks, listen to me. This would not be the first. Quit looking around, see who agrees with me. Boy, does everybody like this. I'm not, I'm not asking for a vote. I'm telling you the way it has to be in order to continue on and keep a church established. There is a real devil out there, and there are real nasty, divisive people who want to take over churches. And Paul said there will be those that come from without and those who come up among you. You know whose job it is to keep eye on that? Mine. So when I say something, go, I don't see it that way. No, you should. So, what am I talking about? You need to walk the perimeter. You need to put out guards on certain posts and be sober-minded. The Bible said, let us watch. Turn to Colossians chapter number 2. Colossians chapter number 2. Well, I enjoyed the service tonight up until now, didn't you? 
can't we all just cry and, and hold each other and sing? Can't we just do come by Yah and, and, you know, nobody knows the trouble I've been and, and go home and feel good about ourselves? Problem is, those kinds of things won't fight the devil. Colossians chapter number 2. Colossians chapter number 2. I want you to go down to, am I in the right place? Yeah, verse number 6. Verse number 6. Yes. As ye have, therefore, received Christ, Jesus the Lord, as you received him, so walk ye in him. The Bible in Proverbs says, beware of those that are given to change. What, what do you think he meant by that? Change will constantly take you away. I was talking to, actually, I think it was uh, Brother Cruz back here the other day, about landmarks. And, and uh, have you ever been on a river and you just weren't paying attention? You were just enjoying what was going on and you were just slowly, almost undetectable, floating downstream. And then you say, okay, I think we need to go. Whoa. Uh, where are we at? How far have we come? And you start looking for that old land where you originally started. What happens if you can't find it? You can't get to it. So you have to keep an eye on things. Look at verse number six. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted, rooted and built up in him, established in the faith as you have been taught, as you have been taught, as you have been taught. When he says this, he's not talking about preachers all over the country. God did not make me the shepherd over the whole Christian neighborhood. You're here because God placed you here, and I am the under-shepherd of this church. God's design. So watch what he says here. Watch what he says. Abound, uh, yeah, uh, rooted and built up in him in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Thank God you got a church like this. Look, whether I'm here or not, you ought to be thankful you got a place like this. You just ought to be thankful for the whole place. Watch what he says. Verse number 8. Beware. Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy, through vain deceit, after the traditions of men. I didn't write this, God did. After the rudiments of the world and not after Christ. Understand what he's saying here. By the way, you look up each one of those, and what he's talking about is talking about public schools. Schools of lower learning, you know, they call them colleges. What he's talking about is so-called science, so-called history, so-called math. Check it out. I've, I've looked it up. I've studied it out. What he's saying is the traditions of men, the rudiments, the root, the root things that are taking you away from Christ. I have to be aware of what's going on. You say, I've never even heard of that happening. I have. And this is what's going on. You still hung up on that kingdom doctrine thing, aren't you? Okay. Watch and protect the unity. We know how this can be undermined. We know. If you've been here very long or any, in any real Baptist church, you know how people can undermine and split a church. I'll just wait for you to quit shouting and I'll, I'll, I'll go on later on. Watch and protect the atmosphere of the joy and care that you have right here. Look, little kids get on my nerves. But I love them. Just because they get on my nerves don't mean I don't love them. Man, I'll wrap them up in Velcro and stick them to the wall. They'll be all right. 
every Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, no, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. I go out back. We have devotions every day except Monday when I'm not here. And I have uh, uh, Sam, Tiny, uh, Charlotte. Yeah, hi, Charlotte. How are you? And Caitlin. Yeah, she's not here. And uh, I sat down and said, girls, how's it going? You ready for school day? And they always want to tell me things they've been taught. You know how much two plus two is now? No. How much is it? It's and a girl right across the table, what, do you know how much three plus? See, I'm going to outdo them. So they're all outdoing, trying to get my attention. You know how much three plus? It's six. And we just have a great time in the morning. I said, girls, got to go. Got to pledge allegiance to the flags and stuff. Got to go. Besides that, the boss is here. When the boss shows up, everybody just be real quiet and let him run things. You have to understand, is this not a great place? Do you know you have to fight to keep it a great place? You know it's just not going to happen on its own because the world, the flesh, and the devil are against you. And the devil happens to be walking around as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He is out to devour. And what do you think happened to Kenton Baptist Temple and Landmark Baptist Temple? What do you think happened to all these great churches? Sin got in. Many of them, things were going so well, they stopped paying attention. And by the way, can I say this too? The King James Bible is not the first thing that goes in a good church. You know what it is first? Music. And then their standards, their dress standards and stuff. And then they start giving in to other things. And the last thing to go is the King James Bible. Why? Nothing else agrees with it. Might get rid of that too. I've been at this for 51 years. I've seen these rhythms come and go, and this is what happens many times. We set up rules and authority. Look, you need to, raising doubt about authority? Does God, how many illustrations does God have to give you? We have Korah, we have Diotrephes, we have Absaloms. You think those are just people in the Old Testament? God put those in there to say, watch for these kinds of people. Absalom was the king's son. Diotrephes was the pastor of a church and told Paul, we don't, or Peter, we don't want you here. Anybody that agrees with you, we don't want them here either. You know why? It's the same thing that happened to Mrs. Dademan then. We're heading in this direction. You don't like it, you ought to go somewhere else. That guy never built that church. Actually, he's destroying the church if he's still there at all. So what happened? Keep your ears open for The Bible talks about in Jude, verse number four, certain men crept in unawares. idea behind that is they walked in alongside of someone who nobody would suspect. They crept in along with them. You ready for this? I think some people come and join church and are using the devil to pull them away. That's why they're here. They're tares among the wheat. Isn't that terrible? You have to think that way. You don't have to think that way. I'll think that way. Okay? This is what happens. They sowed good seed. And when they got up, they saw all these tears. And they said, who did this? As if to question, was the seed bad? And the master said, no. An enemy came in at night and sowed tears. He did it on purpose. He came in at night. And the Bible talks about in Judah, those that crept in unaware. They were not paying attention. He said, you need to pay attention. You need to watch, therefore, because things are going on. 
We set up rules and authorities, guards, if you would, to protect what we have, not one day to look around and say, what happened? What happened to our church? What, what, what happened to what we used to do? What happened to our direction? Folks, it will happen if we keep listening and watching the wrong things. If you want to bring something in here, bring it to my attention. Listen to me. I want, there's kids making noise. Stop it. Listen to me carefully. In the military, I was in the military in 1969 through 1971. They did something there. One of the first things they teach you is how to walk guard. Okay? Anybody's been in the military, they'll know this is true. In basic, basic is where you learn all the basics. Okay? Got that? One of the very first things they teach you is how to walk guard. In basic, they teach you, ready? Inside your own barracks, between, here's your hours, between 1 and 3 in the morning, between 11 and 12, whatever it is. And the only thing you're doing is in the barracks where you sleep, you just walk around. You're in there with all the other GIs in America, and you need to keep an eye on things. Right? Basic. Then you go to AIT, Advanced Individual Training. That takes place for two months also. Now, there they teach you again about guard duty, walking the perimeter. What they do here, though, they will take you outside. See, there's some horse stables out in the middle of nowhere with no horses. And we're going to drop you off there, and we expect you to walk. And, hey, you better take this serious, too. You better stay awake and stay on guard. And they tell you all this all the time. After that finally passed by, I went to jump school. Became a paratrooper, and while I was down there, you actually kept guard duty on the parade field. Who wants to steal the parade field? But you're going to be out there and keep an eye on things. And they would tell you, you need to pay attention to what's going on. You better make sure everything works just the way it's supposed to. And then you'd also watch over, you won't guess this, empty buildings. Now that's important. See, this is what we think. That's all he wants me to do? Like it's not important. Well, the next thing that happened there, you become what they call permanent party. If you don't go overseas and you're not going to another school, you go to a place where they call permanent party. You stay there until, and you become permanent, until you're not having a party. Uh, sorry. Wow, I want to join the military. <laughs> wow, I didn't know they did that in there, permanent parties. And uh, so they put you there, and you won't believe what happened. You still have to walk guard duty. You have to walk guard duty around the ammo dump. Well, that sounds a little more serious. You have to do that. And then you have to keep guard duty over the captain's quarters. Some people had to do that. Some people had to go out in the woods, firing range, and so on and so forth. And they will tell you, you need to stay awake. We're going to be checking on you. It's a court-martial offense, believe it or not. That's how serious this funny thing I'm talking to you about really is. He said you need to take it seriously. You keep your eyes open. You need to pay attention. I mean, come on. How serious can it be? You're in America. The GIs, thousands of them, are not too far from here. The ammo dump. Who's going to go on a military base and steal ammo from the military? So I've got all this going on. But you see, we got so used to it, we don't pay much attention. Well, then I went to Vietnam. Went to Vietnam. First thing that happened when I got there after we started moving up perimeter and they had towers there 
And in those towers was where many times you, you guarded. And while you were up there, you expected to pay attention and keep an eye on the, on the perimeter through the wire. Now, they had trip flares out there, and they had Bangalore torpedoes out there, and they had all kinds of things out there, but you could actually get through it. GIs did it all the time. They'd walk right through the wire and go down, get dope, come right on back again, and not even set anything off. So you don't think the enemy could do that? See, what happens is many times we walk right through the wire because we know how to do it. We do what we want to and make it right back, and nobody's the wiser. Christian, listen to me. If you can do that, you don't think the enemy can do that? So there we were. The next thing you did, I, I was for one week, uh, while we were waiting to go farther up north, you rode shotgun, that's what they still called in the military, you rode shotgun in a, uh, a deuce and a half. And what they do, they go up what they call uh, a demonstrator. That's what they do. They do that back there. And you go up like this, and you're down in granny gear. I mean, it's, it's slow going. Well, people take pot shots at you. So the driver, you don't want him to get hit. So what you're doing, you're guarding. You're watching over him and what's going on. Then the next thing that happens there is you would, you would end up with all this kind of stuff, and then you'd go out in the jungle. Things are getting serious now. Things are serious. There you are during the monsoons. It's raining. The rain's hitting all these leaves and in the water. You can't hear anything anyway. It's triple canopy jungle during the monsoons. It's pitch black. You can't see anything. You cannot feel the presence of your own hand in front of you. And you, they said, Bell, get up. It's your turn. To do what? You know what's after? Keep an eye on things. One night while we were out there, everybody woke up the next morning and nobody had been on guard duty. They backtraced. Were you on guard duty? I wasn't woken up. Were you on guard duty? I wasn't woken up. And they finally found out the guy who was woke up and it was his turn, went right back to sleep. Paid no attention whatsoever. Ladies and gentlemen, when you're warned about something to keep things safe, it's serious business. Whether it's among other Christians, your duty, nursery, buses, parking lot, ushering, it's important. Everything has importance to keep things the way it is so that we can build also. That's what we want to do. Resupplied in the field. Now, when we were in Vietnam also, thank God we had Huey helicopters at that time. They introduced those, I think it might have been in Korea, but more of that in, in Vietnam. And after you were out there for several weeks, when the rain and everything else would stop and you happened to be in a place where you could be resupplied, helicopters would come in. You get hot food and you get a change of clothes, always a couple of pairs of socks. All of these different things are going on. Medicines, if you needed them, somebody would take care of you. Some chaplain would come out, quickly have a prayer, get back on the helicopter and go off. And uh, sometimes while we were out there, we actually set up by a stream. We'd find a stream. Or some of them, I remember a waterfall we were beside one time. I was way up in the mountains up north. And uh, so what would happen is, with all of this going on in Vietnam, where you could be killed, we went swimming. We would actually take a bath in the water, which was very unusual. Because you normally didn't do that until you got back to camp, if you ever went back there. You find out here that we were even playing around a little bit, dunking each other, you know, diving off of things, just having fun in the middle of a war zone. Now hold on, hold on, hold on. 
before we did any of this, our first sergeant set up guards all around. Their job was not to have fight. Their job was to keep an eye so everybody else could. You see, when it's your turn, we're depending upon you. When you're supposed to be there, we're depending upon you. It may look like we're just having fun. Our ladies meeting the other night, some, some Muslim kids showed up and did some things they shouldn't have done. Our ladies tried to be nice and said, you cannot be here, and they got real nasty with them. You don't have anything to do? You come over and sit on the property and keep guard. What were the ladies doing? Nothing. Our world is out to destroy Christianity. And they seem to be doing a pretty good job at it. Always all around the perimeter, there were guards. Thank God for our church. I mean, thank God for our church. Honestly, I have blown it big time. You would not believe if I told you, but I'll tell you this. I've thought about a lot of things. I don't know what I would do if I were that guy. You ever think about that? Seriously, as much as you go like this, man, I'm getting tired. Oh, we're going to have some time off. I'm going to ask those of you that are really involved. What, what would you do? You ever on a Sunday sit around and go like this? So this is what people do when they're not in church. Nothing. Oh, Sunday's my only day off. To do what? Nothing. To me, work was a distraction from church. I couldn't wait to get away from work so I could go to church. It wasn't churches interrupting my life. Church is my life. Work is just something you have to do to survive and get... Right? That's all. And so I love this place. It's not just because I'm pastor. If I weren't pastor and a member of this church, I'd still be here because of this place. How about your marriage? You thank God for your marriage? You know, the Bible said, hell and destruction never fall, neither the eyes of man satisfied. Is it not? God knows. Look at me. Listen to me. God knows human beings. He made them. He was there the first time they sinned. Sin didn't start with man. It started in heaven with Lucifer. And God kicked him out because of it. You don't think that stuff takes place in here? It does. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm trying to warn you. That's what he said. Keep watch. Be sober. Come on. Knock it off. Quit living in la-la land. Okay. Quit thinking that we all ought to just be praising the Lord, smoke machines, drum sets, and we just have a good time. Hips moving, hearts not doing anything. Let's go back out. I can't wait to get back out in the world and make money. That's it? Is that what's come to? Church will die. You ought to thank God for your school. And you ought to support it. You ought to support it. See, there was a time when in the storefront I made $125 a week with four kids, a wife, and a dog. You say, how'd you make it? We didn't make it. You couldn't make it either. You say, did God perform a miracle? No, we were going without food. The church was starting to save money. They just never thought about it. So one day I called them all in, put my bills all out, and said, fellas, here's what we're at. Now, I know people who, Cody, look up here. Put that down. Put your Bible down. I know a preacher right now who, before he became pastor, bought a set of apartments. Sounds smart to do just in case. Can you imagine telling your people to live by faith when you have a set of apartments to fall back on if things go wrong? Folks, you need to live by faith like I do. Hey, your rents do. Let's go. But I'll tell you what it did in that storefront. It started things moving when you sell out other people 
may question, but there's something attractive about somebody giving it all they got. We do it in business and everybody claps. We do it for church and everybody goes, what's wrong with you? Life's not all about church. My life is. <laughs> Why in the world do you want to find the world? Why in the that's the place we live? Why in the world do you want to get all caught up in the world? Didn't Jesus save you from that? How, how many of you are saved? You're not ashamed of it? You're saved. If you died right now, you go to heaven? Okay, then you need to be out there. You need to thank God for your church. You need to thank God for your marriage. You need to thank God for your church. You need to thank God for that school. You need to thank God for your kids. I don't like kids. I don't like bad kids. the music. Thank God for what she had. Felicia? Bless your heart. Did you hear her night? Did you hear that? Yeah. How about that? Look, I mentioned leadership. You didn't clap. I mentioned music and you went crazy. Yeah. I tell her all the time. I said, is that music teacher? Oh, yeah, she teaches me. I said, then put it in there. Do something. I'm afraid I'll mess up. Do it. Put it in there. Add stuff. Make it sound cool. Make singers sound good. Go ahead. Help yourself. But in all of that, let's stretch. Now, don't come in like this. Preacher, you see what's going on over there? Yeah, I see you move from the third row to the back row. Yeah, I saw that. Sorry, Brother Mullins. I, I apologize for that. such an impenetrable wall that the devil can't go through. Adam was a perfect man. Eve was the perfect woman. They lived in the perfect place. They walked in the evening with the perfect God. Pretty good wall. sit here sometimes all sleepy-eyed and go, I don't know what he's talking about. I've been at this a long, long time. Everybody said, I do everything right. I do everything right. Are you kidding me? I don't do everything right. I just been, look at that song you sang this morning. I'm just a soldier. Underneath this arm is just a man like you are. You understand that? That's what you are. Just a human being 
trying to fight a warfare that most of us are not very, very familiar with. So that which we know, let's do that. You're supposed to be in Sunday school? Get to Sunday school. You're supposed to be in nursery? Get to nursery. You're supposed to sing? Get ready to sing. You're supposed to play? Get ready to play. You're supposed to usher? Usher. says something else like this. I'm just watching the lights. What do you do to add to this place? We always fall back. Preacher, I try to give and I pray. I appreciate that. I said, what do you do? What do you do? You involved? You choir? Now some of you, honestly, you cannot sing. In church, you ought to be honest. Some of you can't sing well. Never mind. You just can't. Right now, if you can lip sync, we'll put you in the choir. And you just stand there and look good. All you have to do is... Nobody knows. Just don't sing out loud because they'll catch on just like that. Years ago, my brother taught me certain fundamentals about manhood. Show up exactly on time. Now, when I go to somebody's house, they said, Hey, come over about 7 30. I'll be there at 7 30. I won't be there an hour early. When it comes to church, quit looking at your watch while we still have 10 minutes and 12 seconds to go. I do not work a bus route. I did for nine and a half years at eight. I'm good. I am here, I promise you. I am at I don't even have to be in my son's room class till nine. I'm here by seven o'clock on Sunday. My day off. <laughs> the day when I put in more work. Eighty to ninety hours a week. Still, that's what I was doing. On my day off now, I still come here for five or six hours. Instead of going, oh God, again, you know, like you're clicking on my fingers. Change your mindset. You're out on everything. Folks, look, you keep skipping church, one of these days you won't show up again. You think you're the first person who ever seen Jesus? You keep skipping church, you'll get set up to fall in love with something you never knew you fell in love with. And it will affect how you behave. I was thinking about Jordan. Jordan, Jordan just got back from seen those things went like goggles of some kind. Abigail tried to warn you. She told me so, but you wouldn't listen. And uh, so I, I miss them when they're not here. I, I love them. There are certain people in here, not all of you, that when you're preaching, you don't mind looking at them. Abigail's one of them. She just said, I talk about foreigners and she just, I talk about illegals and she I talk about marrying Filipinos. She, no matter to her, you wouldn't know if she's upset or not. She's always been that way. 
There are certain people when you preach, I like to look at Mrs. Bell, except when I make statements like I did this morning. I don't like that woman. I mean, that's not true, you know. Now you say, who else, preacher? I'm not going to start naming. No way in the world. Now some of you have to talk again. direction. I like what Brother uh, Lowell says. They just got in uh, Friday night late, Saturday morning early, something like that. And he thought about staying home. Now watch, here's Abigail. It's fine with her. It's fine with her. That, that should be enough. But he said, I just needed to come to church. You don't know how that did my heart so much good. I needed to be there for church. Not because of duty. He was there of Saturday, out there playing with his little helicopter thing, whatever that was. Preacher, I'm doing work. Yeah, I'm supposed to believe that, right? Somebody bought him this expensive toy, and he's doing work. Yeah, okay. He's out there just flying around. I looked around. It's right there. I said, what are you doing? I'm just taking pictures. I'm working right now. Okay. All right. Is that what he tells you, Abigail? I'm working right now. Yeah. I don't fall for that. children, 